From Orlando, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the 1330 Podcast with your hosts, Keith Neighbor and Brent Bailey. Pulling from nearly half a century of experience, Brent and Keith share unique wisdom and proven insight to build the leader within you. Interact with us now on Facebook and Twitter at 1330podcast or email your questions and comments to 1330podcast at gmail.com. The 1330 Podcast starts right now. Welcome back to another 1330 Podcast. I am Brent Bailey. I am Keith Neighbor. And we are so glad for you to be back with us again for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds of uh, micro hard-hitting content. Power-packed. Yes. And we're talking about being creative and how to create a an environment for creativity. And last time we talked about putting... Uh, we started talking about allowing others to contribute to the creativity of your progress, progress but we, we wanted to put that on hold because there's some things we got to put in front of that before we can. We will come back to other people contributing, but uh, we talked about last week, Keith, about, or not last week, last time, uh, allowing your ideas to be put somewhere where they can grow, and we talked about the whiteboard in your yeah. office. The field where they're planted. Yes, and... Uh, we were just reminiscing a little bit more before we, we started the, the show today uh, about how many times we put ideas up there, and my gosh, they stayed up there forever. Years. There, Yeah. Well, this podcast was on that, on that board in 2007. And seven years later, here we are. Here we, we are. We really know how to jump on a good idea, Brent. But you know what? It was it 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 was uh it, it brings us to number two. Is it when you put an idea in that place, and you have to allow it to grow? Sometimes the great things grow slow. The great redwood forest didn't grow overnight. <laughs> <laughs> what a pearl of wisdom that was. Um, but I'm deep tonight, Brand. Some things just some things just have to take their time and mature. And so that's that that brings us to today's point. If you're going to plant them somewhere, you can't just go dig them up unless they're ready to be dug up and used. You can't pick a fruit before it's ripe. And that's what we did a lot of times where we would put ideas up on that board, and some were matured pretty frequently, you know, like we'd put messages, ideas up there and we'd preach those in the next week or two, or we'd put, um, series ideas up there and maybe that was going to be preached in a few months or something. But, uh, but there were a lot of things that we did that we just, this is an idea I have for camp or a theme for, for our youth conference or, you know, a leader's training or something. And those sat for a while. We, a lot of times we would come up with themes for things uh, nine months beforehand, or we would start knocking, yeah. knocking ideas around nine, nine, ten months beforehand. Yeah. And people used to come in. One of the, one of the big fallacies in, in Christianity is that planning quelches the, the moving of God's spirit within us. And that is so false. Absolutely. And it is, and it is such a deceptive, uh, statement to me and thought process to me because I look at the things that we wrote down and the and the things that we mulled over and that we planted on that board, those were the most successful things that we did. God is a God of order. He didn't create everything in seven days by just kind of stirring it all together and throwing it out there saying, or six days and resting on the seventh. But 
it was a there was thought that was put into it and a lot of thought put into it. So I, I think that as we're as we come in and we're thinking about this stuff, the meditation portion of creativity is the key to its success. Absolutely. It, you, um, as you were reading there, this just this verse just jumped up in my spirit. There is that Proverbs nineteen twenty one says, "Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but the purpose of the Lord is what stands." Doesn't say that those plans are wasted and they're never going to happen. Actually, we should plan, and that's what we did a lot of in some of the events that we ended up pulling. And I read just the other day that uh, one of the biggest events we we were behind the brain trust behind it, if you will, like we presented it as a, as the as the option. Uh, they had sixty thousand people at it this last year. Uh, I mean, Praise that's God, a, that's a pretty that's a pretty awesome idea. But I mean, how long we we thought of that a long time and sat on it. Like, how do we present this? And, and, and what is that really? And even after we presented it and it started, we never stopped thinking, okay, well it's done. Now we, we, we kept thinking about it. I remember about two or three years into it, you had an upgrade idea for end of the first year. We had an upgrade idea. Yeah. I think every year afterwards we got, but it was a major overhaul. Yeah. Yep. Um, that really changed that idea. And it really kicked it up from the first one had 10,000 people at it. But as soon as we did that upgrade idea from meditation and thinking about it, how to make it better, that thing jumped Which, up to like 25,000, 30,000. That was done. The meditation on how to make that event better, Brent, we were thinking about how to make the event better before we even did the event. Yeah. It was already being done. We were already planning for the following year before we'd even done the first one. I remember times I would come in and, and either one of us would we, we would come in the office and you could tell if somebody the night before had been thinking about something because they would we would either one start with a question, What do you think about and it's like, Okay, here we go. Been, they've been thinking about this. And and that's the thing. If your idea is planted, great. Mull it over think about it, really get into it, allow some things to stimulate more thought on that. And uh, the highest form of thinking that you can do on those kind of things is reflection, evaluation, but then prediction. Predicting is a huge thing. Is But I remember many times when we would be talking about something and we'd both look at each other and be like, that's just going to blow up and be terrible and we need to change some things. Or man, this is going to be awesome, and this is going to really be cooking with gas here. Um, and it was because we were really thinking out that process. It was the mulling over. And sometimes, even when we got to that, oh, this is going to be awesome, we'd change course again because we kept thinking on it. And and science, they'll tell you that the highest form of thought process that there is is reflection, evaluation, and prediction. And I like that. I had a friend of mine ask me, it's been a lot of years ago, probably 10, 12 years ago, he was working on a sermon and he just called me out of the blue and said, Hey Keith, what do you do when you're working on your messages? How do you, how does that, how does this go? What do you, what do you do to make them so good? And I wasn't, I'm not saying this, that I thought that I was preaching the best messages or anything like that. I think I was preaching real solid messages. And I told him what I did. My process for, for writing a message was to, I waited for everybody in the house to go to bed and I would go up in the front room and I would start praying and I would start working through that message in my head and I would think out the best possible results of what I was going to be speaking about. And what was it that I could do to make that message better, to make it more uh, 
easily understood, more creative, more, you know, what, what great, you know, verses can I use? What story can I use to tie everything together to really sell what I'm talking about? And that was something that I didn't do just the night before I was going to speak it. That was something that sometimes I was doing that four or five weeks before a message was ever even going to be, you know, ready. And, and that's where you come back, you know, and that's that high form of thought that you're talking about. I didn't realize that's what I was doing. But right. Science... We don't know everything we know now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we don't science... know everything we're going to know tomorrow. <laughs> science has proven out that I was actually on the right track of reflection, evaluation, and prediction. Well, the, um, I think it was Steve Wozniak, um, one of the guys that helped to start um, Apple. He actually coaches the people that work for him. And they, he tells them that in our creative meetings, this is great uh, for us to get together and group brainstorm. But before you come to these meetings, have some time of re- reflection, evaluation, and prediction on your own so that you're thinking and allowing these ideas to be mulled over and be at their best. So when you get here, you're laying out the best that there is. And as we we start to turn the corner a little bit towards the of bringing other people into it. Uh, when we would allow other people to talk or be part of our creative process, we would tell them, here's what we're doing. Start thinking about some questions or things in, in, in this direction. So when you show up, you're coming with your best ideas already thought out about it instead of everybody getting there going, um, well, uh, you know, and we would do the same thing. We'd show up, and sometimes our best ideas didn't even make the cut because somebody else who had been thinking about it for a little bit of a time thought of something of a better idea than we did. Well, and everybody thinks that, well, if I'm going to be creative, we've got to have these massive brainstorming sessions. A brainstorming session without direction is chaos, yeah. not creativity. And very seldom does creativity come out of chaos, in my opinion. No, I agree with that. And I, I would say that, you know, as Brent was saying just a moment ago, I'm, I'm, I agree with him on this, that if you will let people know so that there's a focus in what we're doing, it doesn't need to be a laser focus on what we're doing, but it needs to be we're going north. We at least know what direction we're heading. We don't necessarily a know tone, the, if you will. the destination, yeah. but we know the direction. So as, as you're gathering people up and you're wondering, you know, how can we be creative and, you know, how can I use people in this? You've got to, you got to let them in. But once you let them in, you've got to give them an idea and some, some direction as to what we're going to be doing. Instead of brain, the brainstorming sessions, which we'll get into, we'll talk about yeah, those well, too. But brainstorming sessions are really the place that you share a thought that you already had. You shouldn't be having those thoughts in a brainstorming ship. Those should be well, and ideas are going to pop up when you're in there. Obviously, right. we're going to play it spurs, off of that. But, yeah. but again, that's we've got to come in with the 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 predisposed or you know the predisposition of this is where we're going with this, so that it isn't chaotic. Yeah. And the other one I will say, when you start to let people in, bigger isn't always better. I would much rather do two meetings with five to seven or five to eight people in each one of those meetings in one meeting with 16 or so people. I think the most creative uh, meetings we ever had, there may have been four to five of us. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say the number would be five. Yeah. Anything beyond that 
it gets to be too chaotic. And especially for me, because I'm just ate up with ADD anyway, <laughs> it just goes, it, my mind is just exploding at that moment, playing off of all of the the things that everybody else is saying. It's too much. It's, it, it's actually sensory overload for me. Yeah, yeah. It just, my mind just goes crazy and I have a bazillion ideas, but none of them are focused. They're just all over the board. Have, have to do with what you're talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, it's just, so that's where um, the white, coming back to the whiteboard, you know, I just start writing stuff down that doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about, but will be for a later day. But even still, having a smaller group in there is going to help you out a lot because it's easier for that. It's it's a more manageable group of people that we're with. Yeah. Allow the, yourself to to have some outside stimulation. You, yourself, before you get into the group brainstorming, as an individual and those of you who are CEOs, coach your people, have your own brainstorming session before you get here so that you're somewhat focused. Allow some stimuli to hit you, kind of like the uh, Coach Bill Bauer of that, that was one of the co-founders of Nike. Walking through, thinking of how to how to make his team better. Walking through the kitchen, sees his wife's waffle iron open. Bam! Gets the idea for the for the Nike waffle sold shoe. So allow there yourself to be uh, stimulated mentally this week. All right. Well, we're coming to to the a rapid close and a rapid into our thirteen thirty podcast. We'd like to thank you guys for uh, tuning in today. If you want to reach us. You can reach us at 1330podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook at the 1330podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can either get me or Brent on Facebook, Brent Bailey or Keith Neighbor. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for joining us for the 1330podcast with Brent and Keith. We want to hear from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter today at 1330podcast or email us directly at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds geared to change you into the leader that you and those who follow you want you to be.